Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor's Study, everybody. Do you or someone you know struggle with homosexual desires? If you've watched our show a lot, you know that that has been my struggle through most of my life, the struggle with what's called same-sex attraction. I am a Christian. I believe homosexual behavior is a sin, so I say no to those desires and I abstain for the sake of Christ and for the sake of my eternal soul. But sadly, a lot of people in our culture now, even Christian people, think nothing is wrong with engaging in that behavior, even though it's killing people, and even though 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says homosexual, practicing homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom. So we need to talk about this today. I want to introduce to you David Rasmussen. Hi, Dave. Hi, Tom. Dave is with Outpost Ministry. It's a Christian ministry in the Twin Cities that helps people out of homosexuality. So we're going to get in, Dave's going to tell you his story. We're going to tell you how, uh, how he helped overcome his own temptations. I'll talk about mine a little bit. But I have preached on this show that if this is your struggle in life, y you need to say no to it and you need to follow Christ and be pure. And our options as Christians, whether you're heterosexual or otherwise tempted, is either heterosexual marriage or celibacy. There's not a third option. Those are the only two that the New Testament gives us. So, Dave, what I want to do, uh, as you can imagine, I get letters, sometimes angry letters mm -hmm. from people because sure. of my view. I want to read an email I got and hear your response to this. Okay. Uh, I am a gay Christian. Are you saying that God wants me to be single the rest of my life, never get married and adopt children? My God is not so cruel to expect me to be alone and deny who I am and who he made me to be. Mm. If you were counseling that person, because you do counseling at Outpost, mm. what would you say to him? Well, first of all, I think celibacy is uh, a calling from God. And it doesn't sound like he's called to celibacy like maybe a priest would be. Mm -hmm. uh, I see in him a lot, there's a lot of anger in that email, a lot of bitterness. Uh, I think he's probably a person who's maybe um, attempted to come out of homosexuality and wasn't successful for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, like a lot of gay people, have just given up and they want to live the life. Mm -hmm. But um, he doesn't sound very happy. Can you be a gay Christian? Uh, if there's no behavior, yeah. uh, I think a, 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 a gay person could identify themselves mm -hmm. as a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, can I say this? Yes. I struggle with this temptation. Yes. I don't call myself a gay Christian. I'm a Christian who struggles with same-sex exactly. attraction. Yeah. My belief is we're all heterosexual. That's the way God made us. Things go wrong early in life, and I have these temptations. Right. But ultimately, I'm a healed, redeemed, heterosexual male in Christ. Yeah. I have to fight to, that, to believe that some days. But what would you say to his, his comment, God would never be so cruel to have me deny who be who I am and who he made me to be? Mm. 
Wow. Um, I think we're all created um, male and female. I believe uh, uh, that that's God's design mm -hmm. to marry one man, one woman. Um, things go astray. I've known a lot of people, um, some at Outpost, who've lived uh, a gay life, who are now married, have uh, uh, some of, of them have kids. Yeah. And so it is possible. Mm -hmm. I think he's given up too yeah. soon. Yeah. And maybe he didn't get the help he needed. Yeah. And, and you know what I don't like? When people say, well, God would never call me to deny who I am. God calls every Christian to deny who we are. Jesus said, he who does not deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me, cannot be my disciple. Yes, what do you mean right. he doesn't? We're all born with sin. That's right. And of course we're supposed to yeah. deny that part of ourselves. Yeah. 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 Dave, tell us your story. Okay. Well, Tom, as long as I can remember from my childhood, I always thought I was different. Uh, and, and people told me I was different. I, I wasn't athletic. I was um, more on the artistic side. I was sensitive, overly sensitive for a, a young boy. Uh, and so when you hear voices in your life from your own family and from peers mm -hmm. um, that, you know, you're a sissy, uh, a fag, um, you're a girl. You th I, my dad said I threw a baseball like a girl. When you hear things like that, you start to believe that the you're lie. different. The, the lie. lie. And I think that's when uh, Satan gets in there and, and starts putting thoughts in my head that were not true, mm -hmm. that I am different. Maybe I am gay. But, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, um, Nobody talked about homosexuality, Tom. Mm -hmm. And so I had this private life um, being attracted to um, men because I so desired to be a part of their life. Um, my dad was what you call a man's man. He was a president of his senior class, captain of the football team. He was an aeronautical engineer. He flew airplanes in World War II. He played football, hockey. Everybody mm -hmm. loved him. Mm -hmm. And I so much wanted to be like him, but we just never connected emotionally. Uh, and I don't think that's because he didn't want to. He just didn't know how to. Yeah. Um, relate to uh, a son who was artistic yeah. and not athletic. And so, you know, with your counseling with men, what I've been told and what makes sense in my story too, that what causes this is not a gene, because they haven't found anything like that. No. Even, even the liberal APA will admit there's no gene that they found. But early in life, we're talking ages three, four, five, oh, the little yeah. boy, for some reason, doesn't bond with dad and senses rejection from his own sex. Is that your, is that exactly, your experience? Exactly, yeah. In fact, the kids I played with were girls. I found them to be safer. They didn't tease me. They didn't tell me I was a girl. And, um, and so all of that um, just made me feel different. In gym class in, in junior high, I was picked either last or second to last. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when we picked, they picked teams in yeah. gym class. And so, gosh, so we want So we want to empathize with people that have this problem. You've had the problem, I have had the problem. We're not angry at them. I'll tell you who I'm angry at. 
I may actually have bishops in the ELC Lutheran Church that are teaching people this is just fine, helping people get disease and helping people go to hell, 1 mm -hmm. Corinthians 6. Those are the people that bug me. Yeah. In fact, the ELC Lutheran Church just elected its first practicing homosexual bishop, and he rode in the gay pride parade in Hollywood, I California. Know. I know. This is not my grandma's no. Lutheran Church. Exactly. All right, so, so you've had that struggle. You got into the behavior. Yes. What got you out of it all? Well, um, I met my uh, wife in high school. Um, I, there's something in me uh, that just didn't feel my homosexuality was right. I, I knew right from wrong. And so I started dating Diane. I was attracted to her. Uh, when we got into college, we got married. I, I told her before we got married my struggle, and she wasn't surprised. But she still loved me, still wanted to marry me. And uh, I think that I believed um, marriage would be a cure. But um, by then, I had already had numerous um, homosexual encounters. Um, I was addicted to pornography, gay pornography. But I thought that would all change. And uh, I learned quickly, and so did Diane, that marriage is not a cure for this. And um, Are you glad you got married? You I think am, that was it's a thing? miracle. Yeah. A miracle I got married, a miracle that Diane still wanted to marry me, even though when we got married I had a, a sexually transmitted disease. She still wanted to marry me because I would not have pursued another woman, I don't think. And uh, because I got married, I think that kept my uh, sinful behavior to a low level, and uh, I would be dead from AIDS, uh, most assuredly, because I was very active. Some the gay activists would say, "Well, it's terrible for you to marry a woman with this with this problem." How would you respond to that? Uh, I would respond to that person. I was honest with her, yeah, and I loved her. Uh -huh. She was a good friend, um, and she still is today. Yeah. I still love her. What got you finally out of all the behavior? Well, I found the Lord. Um, into my marriage. Um, we were up at our cabin. I found a, a prayer group. They invited me and Diane to a, a prayer meeting and they gave me books about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And one night Diane and I were reading one of the Bibles they gave me, reading Ephesians, and I heard from God. Through reading his word out loud, I knew he was speaking to me. It never happened before and I got on my knees and um, wept because um, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are all God's work of art. And just before that, um, it says that it's not by uh, anything I've done, it's by grace that we are saved. Mm -hmm. And that was big news for me, <laughs> for this uh, young man. And um, God also spoke to me in Ephesians that what he wanted from me was a repentant heart because I stopped confessing my sinful behavior because it happened so many times. You just Confessing it to up. the Lord or to people? To the Lord. Okay. And now, if somebody's watching this show, we're going to put the phone number for Outpost up at the end. But the, what, you, what got you out of the behavior then was the Bible, conversion, and being part of a group. Yes. And, and you all have groups at Outposts. If someone's struggling and you don't think you can ever get out of this, by the grace of God, you can call Outposts and they'll put you in a group. Yeah, exactly. And shortly after that, uh, we moved to Minneapolis and I found a community of believers. Mm 
Um, and one of the things that um, God did for me was bring uh, men into my life, Christian men, godly men. Because up to that point, I could say I had no close male relationships. They were all sexual up to that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, these men cared for me. They loved me. They didn't matter to them that I couldn't uh, play football or hockey or baseball. Yep. Um, they loved me for who I was. And mm -hmm. for me, that was huge. Because it's healthy male relationships right. to wean you away from the unhealthy ones. Yeah. And as the years progressed, Tom, I matured as a, a husband. Uh, as a father, we adopted two sons. Um, uh, unfortunately, Diana and I were not able to have children, uh, which devastated me. Um, I felt like it was another arrow in my masculinity, but God blessed me with two wonderful adopted sons mm -hmm. that uh, had we had children, I would never have known. So uh, mm -hmm. my two sons are, are great, great men. What do you say to someone who's watching this show and, and they've just discovered their spouse struggles with same-sex attraction? What do they do? What would you say? Because you have a group for this. Yes. You have a group for yeah. at my Outpost. My wife and I uh, minister to married couples where the husband has same-sex attractions. Well, I would, first of all, um, console her because I know um, the sorrow and bitterness um, that she's feeling, the betrayal, and I would tell her, it's not about you because we've had wives who would come to us say, if I had been sexier, um, Mm -hmm. more beautiful, um, if I was skinnier, um, my husband wouldn't have gone into this. And I, we always reassure them, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It has everything to do with poor relationships with, his, with men throughout his life, his lack of security as a man. Mm -hmm. um, John Eldridge, in one of his books, um, 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 I can't remember the name mm -hmm. of the book, but it's John Eldridge's title and uh, is the author. And he says in that a very profound question every boy asks, do I have what it takes? And the answer I got as a kid is that, no, I don't have what it takes because people tell me I don't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. So I would tell that wife, your husband believes he doesn't have what it takes. He probably believes he's a bad father, a bad husband. He's not a very good man. And so we're looking for connection with our masculinity in all the wrong places. Do you personally still struggle with same-sex attraction even though you've been married all these years? I still get tempted, Tom, but one of my favorite verses from Hebrews is that um, temptation is not a sin. And even Jesus, yeah. right. And even Jesus was tempted in every way. It doesn't say in some ways, yeah, it, it says yeah. every way. So even my Lord and Savior, who brought me out of homosexuality, uh -huh. understands my temptation. Yeah. And so I'm not consumed with temptation anymore. Okay. It doesn't bother me when it happens uh -huh. because I have good boundaries and good accountability in my life. Uh, what, what, what do you mean accountability? What, what does that I, mean? I, I stay connected with accountability partner. Um, who checks in and I how che you do it? I check in with him. Okay. That's my... My, um, you call just, him? I call him. Sometimes okay. we meet. Okay. If I have a difficult time and something uh, in my life uh, that triggers, um, that might trigger me in some respect, yeah. I call him first uh, because I know what my trigger points are. Mm -hmm. 
that um, could lead me astray again. So, Do you think this is ever demonic? You know, that's a good question, Tom. I, I don't think it is demonic. Um, I think um, there's spirits of lust, uh -huh. but I, I don't believe in people who get prayed over to be released from yeah. a homosexual yeah. um, demon. I don't yeah. think there's demons who are homosexual. And, and I, I heard somebody say, you got to figure out if the problem is five foot nine or nine foot five. Yeah. Meaning, is this the flesh, the human problem, yeah. or is it a demonic problem? Yeah. And, you know, what, what about, um, you know, we, you told me before the show started, and we were talking about how the, the media is so biased to the left on this issue. People like you and I have to be on cable TV to get the message out because they're not going to invite you and I to talk on um, uh, some of these TV talk shows. You were on the Sally Jesse Raphael show many years ago and got mm -hmm. pretty butchered. Mm -hmm. But tell the story of what just happened in the Martin Luther King rally. Uh, there is a Christian um, uh, gospel artist who is black who was invited to be one of the guest um, musicians. He was supposed to play and sing. When gay activists heard that he was being invited because he came out of homosexuality, found the Lord, and then he went into Christian music. Uh, they promised, the gay activists promised that they would protest the Martin Luther King celebration in Washington, D.C. So when the leaders heard about that, they uninvited this gospel singer. Mm. And all he was supposed to ask to do was, was sing. sing. See, this is what's happening to our culture. If you hold to what almost every American used to hold to, that this behavior is morally wrong. You're a bigot, you're hate-filled, and, and boy, the media is helping feed that lie to our whole culture. And now the President of the United States is pushing gay marriage, so yeah, yeah. what a tra I mean, you, when you and I were little, this, this is a whole different country now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even five years ago, Tom, oh, yeah. I would never imagine Minnesota would have gay marriage. Oh. Well, you know, um, God bless you, Dave, for the work you're doing. Why do you do the work you do? What, what moves you to do this ministry with couples where one of the spouses well, does that? I'm going to read this. Um, it's one of, another one of my favorite scriptures, mm -hmm. and you mentioned it, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Do you not know, this is from 1 Corinthians 6, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. You can. Past tense. Amen. Even the Bible and says it's past according tense. According to uh, Episcopal priests, some of them, and ELCA bishops, some of them, it's impossible to change. 1 Corinthians 6 says differently. Exactly. So I do it, Tom. Um, uh, to tell you the truth, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> Telling uh, people that I was a jerk, um, I deceived my wife, I was an adulterer. I, no, I don't enjoy telling people that. <laughs> but I do enjoy giving honor to God because... God changes people, mm -hmm. and I have to give glory and honor back to God. Mm -hmm. And I do that by telling my story and ministering to people. Yeah. I, there's a, a passage um, in Luke where um, ten lepers were cured of leprosy, and only one came back and got on his knees and, and thanked Jesus. And Jesus says, 
oh, I healed ten. Where are the other, where are the other nine? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And only one came back to give glory to God. And so I feel that's my responsibility uh, to uh, give honor and glory to God yeah. by uh, sharing with people what he did in my life Great. and in my marriage. God bless you. And, and let me ask you this. What if someone watching this just had their son or daughter say, Mom, Dad, I'm a homosexual, I'm a lesbian, I'm gay. What should they do? Well, first of all, I would tell him, don't feel guilty. Um, he's made a choice. I don't blame um, my parents, especially my dad. Um, he did the best he could. Uh, but first of all, don't feel guilty. Don't blame yourself. Pray for your daughter and your, or your son. That's the best thing that you can do. Love them where they're at, mm -hmm. um, but don't give in to the culture. Yes. Uh, make sure that your son and daughter understand, and they probably already have had that conversation about uh, homosexuality. Um, stand your ground, yeah. be firm, but yeah. still love them. Yes. The prodigal will come home one day, mm -hmm. and we have seen already at Outpost, there's uh, a group of parents who meet. It's called the Elijah Company. They meet weekly. There's about 30 parents who gather together to pray and intercede. Yeah, let's, everybody, if your child just came out of the closet or whatever, and you need some Christian support, because you don't want to go the route of PFLAG, which is the pro-gay parents group that says gay sex is fine. You don't want to go that route. But if you want to have a Christian group that will help you cope, what do they do? Uh, they pray. They intercede for each uh, right, for their do kids. They, do they call Outpost and they can They call Outpost, which we'll, we'll is... We'll put the number uh, up in a minute. Okay, yeah. uh, and then just tell them... I want to enjoy there the Elijah is. Company. 763-529-4700. Okay, 763-592-4700. You want to be part of Elijah Company, parents that are struggling with yes. children who yes. have this. Yeah. And can I say this too, yes. Dave? Um, I can think, uh, I left the ELCA Lutheran Church because it's very liberal. I can think of two ELCA bishops who have promoted the gay agenda with a vengeance. Why? Because their sons are homosexual. And they think that to be loving toward their gay son, they've got to affirm the behavior. They're helping their son go to hell, First yeah, Corinthians exactly. 6. They're giving their sons diseases. Yeah. That's not loving or compassionate. Yeah, it's not loving. No. Yeah. Um, with your group, when you deal with uh, spouses who are struggling with their... their uh, uh, I, I, give me an example of what happens in a meeting. Well, um, Diane... Um, Diane uh, meets with the wives. That's your wife. That's my wife. She has a manual that she uses that was published uh, years ago by um, Nancy and Wendell Anderson, who ran Eagle's Wings. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uses that journal with them. And then I break up with the men. And we read different resources about this issue. Um, and there's plenty of resources out there. Unfortunately, those resources weren't available to me. And I wish they had. I mm -hmm. might not have um, uh, stayed in um, my sinful behavior mm -hmm. as long as I did. But um, that's what we do. And we okay. sit around and discuss yep. and apply it to their own lives. And then we end up with uh, some um, discussion about their sobriety and how they're doing this past week. Yes. And if there's anything they need to confess. And then we pray for each Good. other. Well, my heart grieves over America because this is not the country I grew up in. When I was young, there was good, healthy pressure not to go into that behavior. 
and then AIDS came along, another good reason not to get into that behavior. Mm -hmm. But when you have people that are leading churches, pastors and, and bishops telling people that, you know, our God is so loving, he never punishes anybody for anything, and then they get into this weird theology. I think because God loves us, sometimes he punishes us to turn us around. Exactly. I mean, didn't God has used stuff in my life, I'm sure in yours too, that say, hello, you know, yeah. turn around here. Well, I had that sexually transmitted disease. I think I was angry at God, and I remember saying to God, God, I'm getting married, I have a sexually transmitted disease, I'm trying to do the best thing I could, uh, living a normal life, and I get this sexually transmitted disease, but that turned out to be a blessing. Why did because that, one, why? it forced me to tell Diane okay. what I had done. Yeah. It, may, it gave her the choice to either marry me, which she did, uh -huh. think that's another miracle, but it, it, it uh, kept me from acting out for yeah. quite some time. You know, do you think everybody that has same-sex attraction should get into a heterosexual marriage? Is that for no, most? No, I, uh, I think, Tom, a person needs to um, make sure they're getting married for the right reason. Mm -hmm. And nothing's wrong with being single your whole life. No, First Corinthians 7, it's preferable, says Paul, if you can handle it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to get married. Make sure uh, that the gal knows mm -hmm. the, guy, the guy is struggling or yep. has struggled. Yep. And make sure that he's done everything that he can mm -hmm. possible. And continue on with support, accountability, and mm -hmm. boundaries before and after the marriage. Yes. And make sure that um, he's getting married for the right reason. Good. And, you know, again, millions of Christians for 2,000 years have led single lives, celibate single lives. It's a real option. Yes, all, again, is. there's only two options. Either you have sex with a heterosexual marriage or you're single and celibate. There's not a third option if you're going to follow Christ. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, um, Dave, you've got an event coming up. We're going to um, uh, talk about that. For people that are struggling with this issue, tell us about this event that's coming up real quick. Okay. This is our annual event at Outpost. It's called uh, Called Out of Darkness. Uh, it's October. It'll be up, it'll be up on the screen. October 11th. Yeah, October 11th uh, we've procured the Bethlehem Baptist Church North Campus. It's a celebration. Those of us on staff, and there's 13 people on staff, and we are celebrating what God has done in our life, Good. he's brought us out of homosexuality, and we're giving glory and honor so to God. So here's the phone number, everybody. If you'd like to get more information on that, uh, the next slide, if you would, real quick. Uh, the phone number for Outpost, just tell us what the phone number is. 763-592-4700. There you go, everybody. Well, listen, everybody, we want to thank you for being part of this uh, show today. And we want to just ask you for something in this last 15 seconds. Pray for our ministry. We need the funds to come in to continue to do our ministry and to keep this kind of program on the air, which you don't hardly ever hear. Go to pastorstudy.org and you'll learn how you can help support our ministry. Pastorstudy2s.org. You can watch our TV shows as well. So God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching the Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write the Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.